Hey there, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. How are you? Um, we have like seven feet of snow outside. <laughs> so last week when I talked about not having a lot of snow, I think I opened up a can of worms there because we have a lot of snow. I've been shoveling nonstop. I can barely stand up right now. I'm like Quasimodo <laughs> in the bell tower. <laughs> My back hurts so much. Anyway... Welcome to Clay on the Stage. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also a speaker and author and the founder and teacher in the Speaking School for Women. And if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking a lot about the Speaking School for Women because it launches again next Tuesday, February 21st. And it only comes twice a year. It's my signature online course. It's, it's six weeks long. And it's all about teaching you how to make money as a public speaker. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have an interest in public speaking. <laughs> and if you're thinking about getting out on stages and getting paid to motivate and inspire and build your own brand, this course is for you. And the great news is there are four spots left. So if you want to enroll, I would recommend you get on that right away. And, um, just just join us. It's so great because you're part of a community of other women who are on the same public speaking journey. You get your questions answered about where to speak and how much money to ask for and how to build your brand as a speaker and how to really get out there and make sure that you're spending your time speaking in the right places. If I were to talk about one of my major mistakes early on is that Every time someone asked me to speak, I said yes, because I was so eager to build my skills as a speaker and become known that I didn't want to say no and lose out an opportunity. But what ended up happening was I was speaking at like high schools and middle schools and like senior citizen, like housing um, locations. And it just... After a while, I was like, wait, these people aren't my target audience. I'm not really sure, like, why, why do I keep going and doing these speaking gigs when they're not setting, they're, they're not helping to advance my, my goal of helping people to get a new job. So I, I talk a lot about that in the school and how to get more focused and then how to identify and co connect with the type of speaking gigs where you can actually make money doing it. So if any of this appeals to you, I want to give you the opportunity to get in touch with me. If you have any questions, you can email me at Angela at Angela .us. I'm happy to have a phone call or um, have an email with you to talk about what this might look like. Cause I know there's a lot of questions like, am I someone who can really do that? And do people really want to hear what I have to say? Will people actually pay me and how long does it take to get paid? So happy to answer all of those questions for you. And today on the podcast, I'm so happy to welcome Danielle and Allison from Woe Travel. I, I know it sounds odd. Like why do we have a travel company on the public speaking podcast? <laughs> But there are so many parallels between what they do and what public speakers do, because their whole thing is taking groups of women into really cool adventures. Um, they go to Mount Kilimanjaro. They go to Machu Picchu. They're all over the world taking these adventures and proving to themselves that they're stronger than they think. They're out there navigating 
their own confidence, their own curiosity, their own bravery, and they're learning about themselves through these adventures. And I think that is exactly what public speaking is. So I brought them on the podcast to talk to them about how they got started in this, what they learned from it, what the women on the adventures learn, and what advice they have for people who think maybe they're not cut out for that level of adventure. So I want to jump into the interview, but before I do, I want to thank my sponsor, McNally Communications. You can say it better. They'll show you how, and you can learn more at McNallyCommunications.com. All right. Without further ado, my interview with Danielle and Allison of Woe Travel. Enjoy. Allison Fleece and Danielle Thornton met in 2012, planning their first trip to Kilimanjaro. They immediately knew it was a match made in adventure heaven, but what they didn't know is that climbing Kilimanjaro would change their lives forever and that their first experience would not be their last. After climbing Kilimanjaro, they were hooked and they knew they were onto something. The unique combo of, of adventure travel, camaraderie, and giving back was something they needed to share. Since then, they've poured their heart and souls into starting Woe Travel and building a community of kick-ass adventurous women all around the world. In 2014, Allison and Danielle left their full-time jobs in international education and advertising to pursue their dream and now spend every day using their unique style to motivate women to step out of their comfort zones and take on the world. When they're not adventuring somewhere in the world, Allison and Danielle live in New York City and they have collectively visited over 70 countries, all seven continents, and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro over 10 times and counting. Wow. Allison and Danielle, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. I am so impressed. Just like talking about your bio gets me excited. You guys have the (laughs) coolest lives ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I'm just so curious about so much about how you guys got started and what you do today. And I'm sure every trip you go on brings a new opportunity for growth and connection and to grow your vision even bigger than it is today. But let's take a step back and have you tell me about how you both got started with Woe and kind of what that process was like. Yeah, totally. Uh, So thanks again for having us. Um, So this is Allison and um, I went to Tanzania back in 2011 and I was there for a safari. And uh, when I was heading to the airport um, at the end of the safari, I remember just looking ahead and the clouds had parted and I saw Kilimanjaro and I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) it's one of the most beautiful sights I had ever seen. I was like, I'm coming back to climb you. So sure enough, I got home and about a month later, you know, I couldn't get that, that vision out of my head. So I sent an email to a bunch of friends and I was like, guys, I'm climbing this mountain. Who's in? And, um, as fate would have it, a mutual friend had forwarded that email onto Danielle, who, you know, we didn't know each other at the time. And Danielle was like, yes, I'm in hundred percent. And, um, you know, we met and we ended up being a group of five friends, five girls, um, here in New York. And then we connected with five of five women from South Africa. So we were a group. We ended up being a group of ten women. And I had sent the email to to my old friends, my new friends, guys, girls, everyone. But we just we just ended up being women. So we thought that was really cool. And um, we we went to the mountain. So about thirteen months to date from the first time I had seen Kilimanjaro, and the whole experience was just incredible. Hiking the mountain with in the company of like-minded women. We 
partnered with a women's vocational school at the base of the mountain, and we ended up re uh, reaching a goal of uh, $5,000 for their school on the same day that we reached the summit. So there were these two parallel peaks that we were reaching at the same time. And when we finished, Danielle and I um, were so moved by the experience that we got back to New York and we were like, how on earth do we share that experience with more people? And that's that's when Woe was born. That's when the vision for Woe was born, when we said we could turn this into a, a company, into a business and model more trips all over the world in that same fashion of bringing women together to connect and give back and, and integrate into the local into the local culture. I love that. And that totally resonates with me. After I've done some hikes with, with some girlfriends, I get off the mountain and I'm just like, yes, I want everyone to do this. It is the most like exciting, exhilarating, like confidence building, connecting yes. kind of activity. So was there something that happened on that trip that really opened your eyes to the power of adventuring with other women? Or was it just like the whole thing that just opened your eyes? I think it was just everything. I mean, it wasn't, it definitely was not one single aspect of the trip, but the journey and um, building each other up and supporting each other. There were dark moments. There were high moments. Uh, Danielle and I both got sick and we, just the, the support that we had for each other, the like-mindedness, the camaraderie, um, realizing that you were a family on the mountain and that you didn't want to, you know, reach the summit without everybody there reaching it with you. And um, coming back down, you, I think both of us realized that, we can do anything and no challenge, whether it be in life or personally or in business, in our professional careers, you know, no challenge is too big. And um, I think Kilimanjaro and that whole journey collectively uh, instilled that confidence in us. Yeah. And that's something that we actually laugh about a lot is on the mountain on Kilimanjaro, Alice and I both got sick the first time. We got sick, but after reaching the summit, when we were on our way down, we were like, when can we do this again? I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> like, it didn't phase us at all. The, the whole experience was so incredible. There's so many highs and lows that um, we just wanted to get back and do it again. And do you keep in touch with the women who you climbed with? Or is it like, even if you don't talk to them, they still hold a special place in your heart? Like, what's the relationship like now? Well, with the first group, yeah, we still we still talk to some of them, and um, we're still in touch, like on Facebook, with some of the women from South Africa, and they've invited us to their homes. So yeah, they'll always have a special place in our heart. But we've since I've I've hiked seven times, and Danielle's hiked five times, and we keep in touch with so many of the women that we've shared this mountain with. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah you get so close when you spend seven days on a mountain with somebody. It's such a special, unique bond. Yeah, um, we it's that's what's so amazing about Facebook and social media, too, is we're able to keep in touch. Everybody's able to keep in touch because we do have such a global community of women. There's women from everywhere, all different walks of life. And that's it's really amazing that we're all able to kind of keep in touch and wherever we're traveling in the world. Um, we know that if there's a woe girl there, we'll be able to meet up. <laughs> each other again that's awesome your website says we're all about bringing women from around the world together to take on challenges and when i read that i thought i want to know like what do those challenges entail what are those adventures like can you tell me more about what that means to you yeah yeah it's so the, i think the last time we counted we had um women from 23 different countries around the world which is so amazing but what you realize is that no matter where you're from, how old you are, what your background is, we're a lot more alike than we think we are um, initially. Um, and you understand that our strength comes from sharing the experience and being together. And when you're down, somebody else will lift you up. And when you're up, you can lift somebody else up. And it's all about this shared experience. And that's something that we realized the first time that we did Kilimanjaro. And so it's something that we know is so special and so important to incorporate 
in all of our trips moving forward. Cool. And you, you also talk a lot about helping women step outside of their comfort zones to take on the world through the lens of adventure. And like, I don't know, like, if, I, if I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to go to your website for the rest of my life <laughs> to like read everything you wrote, because I just felt so fired up. I'm like, yes, people getting outside their comfort zone mm. through the lens of adventure. <laughs> that is so <laughs> exciting. So do you guys have like specific things you do while you're hiking that helps to create that sense of community and growth? Or is it just the adventure itself that creates that opportunity? Well, I think people coming on our, our trips are all coming from a different perspective. Obviously, they are. They're coming from different experiences in life. So to each person, adventure means something different. We've had people come on our trips, and it's their first time on a plane. We've had people come on our trips. It's their first time outside of the country. Uh, we've had women come on our trips, and it's their first time taking on a solo trip. And then for some, an adventure is spending seven days in a, in a tent. Um, for others, uh, they have a goal of losing you know X amount of weight and making it up to the summit of Kilimanjaro. Uh, so it's a... Uh, it's a health and fitness uh, goal for them um, in milestone in their life, you know, being able to, to use Kilimanjaro as a means to, to get themselves to a healthier place. So, um, yeah, adventure means something different to everyone. Um, but we wholeheartedly believe that, you know, you, you gain perspective and insight into yourself and what you're truly capable of when you push yourself far outside that normal path. And I think that that is relative to each, to each person and each woman that comes on our adventures. Um, but we're trying to foster that every single day um, through different levels of adventure. And, and even here in New York, we see people coming on day hikes for um, training with us. And that, that might be their first time out in nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, and that's an adventure for some. So yeah, to each their own, but we try to foster that in everything that we do. I love that yeah. you're supporting that personal journey while creating a community, you know, so everyone's got their own kind of goal and adventure in mind, but they're also part of it and part of something that involves like-minded women. So they've got the support, even if it's like, it's my first time on an airplane or like, I'm here because I want to lose 10 pounds. Everybody's just kind of coming together to get it done. Yeah, right, right. Yes. And have a good time. I think that's such an important part of it. And that's something that we try to keep everybody in this positive mindset and just enjoy it and laugh at everything that that goes, you know, laugh at the fact that you haven't taken a shower in seven days and, <laughs> and that you're not feeling well uh, and just have a good time. Like one thing we do on all of our trips is we have dance parties and we always make a year end dance video. But it's just a way to remember that, you know, if your attitude is within your control um, and you can have a good time and just and, and enjoy the experience, not it, taking it too seriously. Yeah. Is that a mindset that you developed while hiking and being out in nature or is that something you learned somewhere else? I feel like it's both. It's in both of our nature. We're both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we like to have a good time and laugh, and I think it's how we were raised and how we both kind of been. It's our outlook. We're both eternal optimists, mm -hmm. um, and it's something that's naturally just filtered into woe and how we approach adventure or running a business. Everything we do. Yeah, I think that's so important to set the tone and not be like we're gonna go conquer our fear, yeah. but instead yeah. we're like let's just go have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, can you guys give me an example of one of the adventures you've put together and the experience you've created for the adventurers? Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll speak to one that's very unique to to whoa. Um, so 
as you may see on our website, we have an Oktoberfest trip. And when people hear Oktoberfest, the last thing that they hear or think of rather is um, a, an active adventure. So um, what we've done and what we try to do in, in everything that we curate is um, go out outside the normal path. So I used to live in Germany, um, in Southern Germany. So I used to spend a lot of time in the mountains. So what we thought is how cool would it be if people flew into Munich and we headed straight to the mountains and we went hiking and paragliding and biking and we saw the Bavarian Alps, this beautiful side of Germany that so often is overlooked when you just stick to the normal Oktoberfest path. Uh, so we we do that and that's a very attainable trip for everybody. It's, it's shorter than most of our adventures. The level of difficulty is the lowest of our of our six adventures. Um, so they're like day hikes They're you know, you usually walk up to a beer garden and enjoy a nice beer at the top. So, um, so this is something that we take a lot of pride in because we, we look at, at, uh, a bucket list adventure and we say, how, how can we do this differently? Uh, how can we push ourselves and incorporate adventure and activity into it? And, um, so yeah, we, we head to the mountains, um, we push ourselves, we earn that beer and then we, we make our way to the world renowned Oktoberfest. <laughs> I love that. It's a good mix, you know, of, of, of the chill time and then like the let's go do this time. It, it totally is. <laughs> it's very different than let's say the Inca trail or Kilimanjaro or our Mount Elbrus ad, an expedition this, this summer. It's very different from that, but, um, that's what I think it, it appeals to a lot of different people, um, and we've seen a lot of different people come on this trip. We've seen people that are nearing 60 and we've seen girls straight out of uh, college. So, cool. um, but they have that like-mindedness, that shared like-mindedness and, and that's what bonds, bonds women at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Is there, is there some kind of trait or I don't know, quirk or outlook or something that you see that's sort of consistent in everyone who takes these adventures or is it, I don't know. I, I always think about this for my own, the people that I help, and I feel like it's a really tough question to answer. Yeah, I, I think it's just a, a, a zest for life, a zest for, <laughs> for, you know, pushing pushing oneself past the status quo. Um, these women are are sick of complacency. They <laughs> they want to push themselves past, um, you know, the everyday. Um, I guess norms and and see what they 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 are capable of and just to to see the, more of the world and understand more cultures and meet new people. I think that that's a a quirk I guess or a trait that you would find in most of our adventures is that just that zest for life and learning and connection. Yeah, and just to build on what Allison said that there is this curiosity and open-mindedness. I think anybody that has this desire to go to a part of the world that's so so different and unique there's just we, the women are so open-minded and, and curious and like just soaking in all of the um the the new experiences and the new things that they are that they encounter when they're you know climbing a mountain or experiencing a new culture mm -hmm. awesome yeah i i um i see that a lot in the women that i help who are interested in becoming better public speakers and it's not that like they want to learn how to stand up on a stage and tell a joke. They're like, I want to explore this other part of myself that has something to express and wants to like be heard. And I'm not sure what I want to say or how I want to say it, but I just have this curiosity around like, what if I were to show up in the world differently? What would that feel like? <laughs> and yeah. 
And so I see this like real parallel between what we do. And even though it's different, like you help women take adventures and I help women find their voice. I think we're essentially doing the same work to build confidence in women, just like in different environments. Do you agree with that? No, absolutely. I think that there is this parallel between women just have this natural desire and curiosity to do different things. And it's, and you look for it in different ways. I know that the first time I climbed Kilimanjaro, I was, um, I did it because I was looking for something. I wasn't looking for an adventure or for travel. I was just looking for something to explore something in, within myself. And, and people do it in so many different ways every day. Adventure is just one of those ways. Um, but it's always about pushing yourself and, and discovering new things about yourself. Yeah. Well, I took a 75-mile hike last summer on the Appalachian Trail in Maine, and that was my biggest adventure to date. And I was like, I'm still a pretty new hiker. Just like last year, really started going out and doing more of the long um, longer trails. And when I got to the top of the mountain, I felt like, Oh my God, I could do anything right now. Like I could like do open heart surgery or like cure cancer or like run to Mexico because I really felt like I had accomplished something that I never thought I could do. Like the whole way up the mountain, I was just like, I'm not strong enough to do this. Like, who am I? I can't do this. I'm going to get tired soon and I'm going to have to turn around and go home and disappoint my friends. And like, I had this whole like story (laughs) going in my mind about who I was and what I could and couldn't do. And when I got to the top, I was like, okay, actually, I just did that. That was amazing. And then I did it again and again and again for like seven days in a row. And I'm wondering if you like, if you hear those same kind of sentiments about like the fear of like who we are and what we can do. And then if you also like experience that same sense of confidence and surge of energy at the top of mountains and like how you guys like come together around that, because I'm sure that's a part of the experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like we said before, we both climbed Kilimanjaro several times. We've hiked to Machu Picchu a couple times. Um, and each time it's exhilarating and amazing. And you're so amazed by what your body can do and what your mind can do when you, when you set out to do something. Actually, the, um, this, that same feeling is how we let, quit our jobs and started Whoa! It was after the first time we climbed Kilimanjaro. We were like, we can do anything. We can, we can start a company too. We can climb Kilimanjaro. We can start a company. Even though they're not related, we just had that that confidence and that we were kind of addicted to that, that taking a risk and pushing ourselves and seeing what we could actually accomplish when we put our mind to something. Yeah. And that feeling so contagious. And I think that it's, it's so contagious to the point that we wanted to share that feeling with more women. And then you do see that the women who, who do reach the top of Kilimanjaro, they are, they come down and they're like, okay, what's the next one I'm going to do? What's the next mountain I'm going to hike? And, and so I, we, I guess we were right in that, that we wanted to share it and we, we knew that women would be addicted by this feeling. And it's a very contagious uh, energy. Yeah. Can you share a story of a woman who took one of your trips and how the adventure changed her life? Yeah, there are so many inspiring stories of women who come on woe trips. Um, you know, whether it be the reason why the woman chose to come on the trip in the first place or the small changes that happen within um, each of us, which aren't always so obvious, but maybe they surface later on after the adventure is over. Um, then there's like stories of women who gain confidence to make dramatic life changes um, after taking on something like Kilimanjaro. And we've seen women start new careers or move to a new city um, because of the confidence that they've gained from, you know, pushing themselves to the roof of Africa, to one of the seven summits. Um, so for us, it's 
every story and every woman's journey is super inspiring um, in different ways, um, whether it be dramatic or small. And um, yeah, I guess that's what you could, that's like, I mean, really you could say that's what keeps us going is the, these stories, whether they be big or small. Um, But they're all inspiring nonetheless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, we do keep in touch with everybody. Um, that we go on adventures with. And it's so amazing to see what everybody's doing. And, and like, it's such an inspiring group of women. People continue to travel and, and start nonprofits and just are, they're just doing amazing work. Um, and it's such an incredible, it's our kind of like indicator of success when we see all these amazing women that are part of our community just going on and doing incredible things. Yeah. In a sense, you're, what you're doing is creating a launch pad for people like a really big launch pad in the shape of a mountain. <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> but it's getting them there. So for women who are listening to the episode saying, oh, that's not for me. Like I, I just, I'm not someone who goes out into nature or I'm not strong enough or like has that same belief system that I had as I was climbing last summer. What would you say to them? Oh, we would tell them that if you have a calling or a voice inside of you that's that's asking you to do something different or or pushing you to try something new, um, don't let anything get in your way of doing that. Like, don't get hung up on the fact that you're camping for six nights or that you've never done anything like this before, or that maybe you're you've never even heard of the place you're going or your family is is, is questioning you. Don't get hung up on those things. It's really about going on a journey and and discovering new things, new things about yourself mostly. Um, it just takes that, that drive and desire within you. And if you, if you, if you, if it's, if you hear it and if you have it, you follow it and listen to it. Yeah. I love that. And I try to have that same mindset when I'm talking with women about, you know, preparing to give their first speech. It's like, it's not about like showing up as like the perfect speaker. And for you guys, like the perfect hiker, it's more like, just go have that journey, have the adventure, see what happens, see what you learn about yourself, see what's possible because you're doing something you didn't think you could do. Right. And then all the yeah, things totally. change. Really, I love that. It's really about creating this, this safe place where you feel comfortable and you feel like you have a great built in support system. Mm-hmm. Have you guys built a philosophy around what you do? Like I didn't see one on your website, but like, is there something that's guiding you every day that you're always going back to going, okay, this is like why we do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's being open to new experiences, uh, new ways of doing things, new people, new cultures. And that's something we expect of ourselves and something that we a hundred percent expect of our adventurers for sure. (laughs) I think being open-minded and being just open, uh, takes you to so many new places and new people and, and new ways of doing things and presenting yourself to the world as you, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And not being attached to an outcome of like, it has to go this way or that way. And instead just saying like, I'm just going to do this. Yes. Oh my gosh. We love that. Not being attached to an outcome. Can we we steal that? (laughs) Totally. Um, If someone is new to hiking or adventuring, where is a good place to get started? Like what type of adventure or trip would you recommend? Because someone who has never done it before might be saying like, I'm probably not going to go from my couch to Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. So is there like an an in-between? People do that though before. (laughs) I mean, I think the best way to get started is just to start doing it. So I think having finding a group, either, you know, get some friends on board or find a meetup group and just start hiking. Um, I think it makes it more accessible 
Um, if you're doing it with people, they also hold you accountable and also it just makes it more fun. So I think finding a group is a great way to do it. Um, mm. And then just kind of like, you know, know your limits. Like we've had some people who their first big hike has been Kilimanjaro. And then they're like, yeah, I'll do Machu Picchu next, which is, a, you know, a little bit less intense, um, you know, and, and as far as like time is concerned than Kilimanjaro. So, I mean, I guess one piece of advice I would be is kind of like, no, we're kind of like find out what your limits are and then go like two steps beyond that yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then see how it feels. Cool. Um, yeah, I one thing that I found that made it easier for me to go on a hike was to find someone who knew what they were doing. Because mm-hmm. like, I felt like, what if a bear attacks me? <laughs> like, I have all those <laughs> questions. Like, what if a snake bites me? What if there's a fire? I don't know, like a thousand different things. But I felt like if I was hiking alongside someone who knew what they were doing, I just felt more comfortable and I could learn from them, like having an on the spot mentor. So I thought yes. that was like a nice entrance. <laughs> totally being with people that are prepared that do know more is, is good. But what we have learned is that we prepare for 110 scenarios. <laughs> and then it's the 111th that you just can't even think of that might yeah. that might go wrong. So part of it is like, yes, you you do want to be prepared and you want to be with with people who know what they're doing. But at the same time, part of the adventure and traveling is being nimble and flexible and being able to to problem, problem solve. solve. Yeah. And, and, and diffuse situations when need be and, and, and kind of go with it. Yeah. And that's totally. exciting, too, because you get to just like become MacGyver in every moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, totally. So you guys sound like total badass ladies. And, um, you know, when I was like thinking about interviewing you guys, the question that kept coming to mind is like, I wonder what they're scared of, because you guys are like out there crushing it and leading these amazing tours around and like taking these trips and inspiring women to do things they think they can't do. And so I wondered, do you ever get scared when you're in the woods <laughs> or like if you're stuck in crazy weather like how do you get through that like what what are you afraid of and what is that like <laughs> yeah I mean I mean we're human so <laughs> we definitely like like get scared of things and have moments where we're like oh crap but I think it just is important to keep reminding ourselves and we try to do this with everything when when things are dark and gloomy and, um, and whether that be literal or figurative. Um, but we, I, I, we just remind ourselves that it's a finite amount of, amount of time that it's going to pass. We're going to get through this. If we just keep putting one foot in front of the other, we are going to get through this crappy weather, this monsoon. We're going to get to the top of Kilimanjaro when we're parched and hungry and tired and our water has frozen and wind is like beating our faces. You know, we know it's a finite amount of time and one foot in front of the other is going to get us there. And it's going, you know, this too shall pass like that kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it always does. I mean, we've, we've, camped out and slept in monsoons in Peru. We've summoned Kilimanjaro on some of the coldest nights, um, you know, negative 15. We've been in situations where women have been sick and and the weather's been bad. So you've got, you know, multiple layers of things going Mm -hmm. against us. And we just keep reminding ourselves, like, you know, if if it's not killing you, Mm -hmm. it's making you stronger. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But do you guys have like a, a fear, like, snakes or spiders or <laughs> heights which would be a weird one <laughs> <laughs> women high on adventure <laughs> I um i don't so i i think like we don't have any fears of of like animals or <laughs> heights like you said but i think 
we are probably more afraid of not living life to its fullest and having regrets. And, um, you know, we never want to let fear drive us and, and keep us from doing you know, great things in this life. So I think that more than anything, our biggest fear is not living life to its 100% fullest. I love that. You guys are my sisters from other misters. Truly, like <laughs> totally like everything you guys are saying. I'm like, yes, yes. Totally cool. <laughs> um, so I want to jump into the lightning round and uh, we're going to do five quick questions with Danielle and Allison. And if you guys want to answer both questions or take turns, it's your call. So number one, if you could give one piece of advice to a woman who could benefit from an adventure, but might be too scared to try, what would you say? You are stronger than you think you are. (laughs) If not now, when? I love you guys. Okay. Number two, do you have a personal operating philosophy? And if so, what is it? Have fun in everything you do. That's something that's within your control. There's so much that's out of your control, but having fun in in your attitude is something that you can control. And um, I think mine would be don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Yes. And number three, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self? I would tell 25-year-old Danielle, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) I would tell 25-year-old Allison, you are where you are supposed to be. Yeah. And number four, what advice do you have for your 75 year old self? Never stop trying new things. (laughs) And I would tell my 75 year old self uh, that it's never too late to be what and who you might've been. Hmm. Number five, if you had to pick one object to represent yourself, what would you pick? For me, it would be a gummy bear. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it would be an airplane. Do you want to say why? <laughs> because it's sweet and colorful and makes you happy. And an airplane because I feel like I'm all over the place and so are planes. <laughs> awesome. And lastly, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? Uh, to me, claiming the stage means like being yourself. It means being comfortable with who you are, that you don't have to be um who everybody else is saying you should be, you should just be comfortable with who you are. And that, and that is owning yourself um, and being your authentic you. Mm. Yeah. And I would say claiming the stage for me is, is like Danielle owning your life, listening to that inner voice and acting on it, not making excuses for why you aren't doing something, going somewhere or being something that you dream of. Wow. I wish you guys lived next door to me so we could sit and drink coffee and talk about this all day. (laughs) Um, Is there anything you'd like to share with my audience, like any upcoming um, adventures or special offers? Um, Yeah, totally. Uh, So we have a website. It's www.wotravel.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Those are the two social media platforms we're most active on. Um, and if you see a hot pink logo, you'll know you're in the right place. <laughs> Whoa, travel, W H O A travel. Um, and that stands for women high on adventure. And, um, we do have a special promo going on, uh, now for the next four years. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the, 
the it's a hundred dollars off any adventure um and it's with uh promo code spread love the s and the l are capital okay <laughs> for four mm. years that's a long window <laughs> it is I, people can know. yeah people people can make conclusions as to why <laughs> why we need to spread love for the next four years ah uh, yes okay gotcha <laughs> <laughs> that's not arbitrary okay cool um is there anything else you want to share with my audience before we um say goodbye um you know it was a pleasure having you know having a, talking, or to, talking you. to you and and, <laughs> and yeah i just i guess to your audience just if you've got that inner voice telling you that there's more to this life, it's because there is. And, um, you know, just do it. If yeah. not now, when? <laughs> yeah, we have like some cool adventures coming up too. So we have some cool launches coming up in the next couple of weeks. So definitely sign up for our newsletter. Keep in touch with us. Reach out to us. We'd love to go on an adventure with you. So come say hi. Yay. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Danielle and Allison. I love that their biggest fear is not taking advantage of everything life has to offer. I was like having a silent scream on my side of the line when I heard them say that. I was just like, I love you guys. <laughs> so I hope you love them as much as I do and you'll check them out. And um, this is the last time I'm going to talk about the Speaking School for Women because registration does close on Monday, February 20th, or when all the spots are filled and there are all only four left. So you might want to jump on that if you're interested in being in the course this time around. It is a fun, eye-opening adventure that will give you answers to what you're really trying to do in the world, who you're trying to help and what you're trying to help them do. And if those are questions you often struggle with and feel like you're going in 50,000 directions, I totally understand. And I can help you with that. So I hope you'll join me. You can email me at Angela at Angela or go to my website, Angela and click on speaking school. All right, guys, that's it for me this week. Uh, let's get out there and have some adventures. Okay. And as always, Stop waiting, start creating. See you next time.